So it's been a great morning so far, hasn't it? Would you agree? Who agrees with me it's been a great morning so far? Hallelujah. You know why that is? It's not because of how great the worship and the music was. It's not because of how what an amazing leader Jess is and Joel, but it's because the presence of God is here. That's why it's amazing. We must never lose sight of the fact that it's God that makes it amazing. His presence, his power at work. He's the one who's incredible. And when we know him and we focus on him and we understand who he is and draw from him, he has so much for us, as Jess said. We don't want to miss out on a thing, do we? We don't want to hold back because when we hold back, we miss out. But we want to enter right in right in to receive what he has for us, right in to listen, to hear what he has to say to us. Because he has something to say to you this morning. It's not me speaking. I want you to try and just listen to God this morning. Listen to the Holy Spirit speak to your heart. And as you begin to feel things stirring, it's not me, it's the Holy Spirit who wants to do a work in you. Listen to what he's saying. And then please respond to him. Because what he has for you is better than anything that the world can offer you. What he has to say to you is better than anything that your best friend, your husband or wife can say to you. What he has to say to you will bring life, life to the full. So be ready to receive it. Are you ready? We're going to pray and we're going to just open it. I want you to open your minds to God and shut it out to the world. Just for these next, you know, 25 minutes or so. Just let's just listen to God this morning. I'm included. I'm going to be here listening to what God says too. So we have his anointing on this this morning, his presence. Dear God, our Father, we thank you that you are almighty, that you are all powerful, that you are here right now, you are present with us. And God, you want to speak to us more than we want to listen. And so I pray for every person here this morning, God, that that just as they sit here and open their hearts to you and open their minds to you, God, that you will, and I know you will answer this prayer, that you will speak. May we respond by saying, Lord, we are listening. And then maybe we obey what you have to say to us. Maybe we respond with a positive agreement with what you are speaking. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're talking a lot about fire this year. Our theme is on fire. And uh, fire, is an, it's been interesting to talk about what it means. And we want to keep pursuing this idea. What does it mean uh, on fire, being on fire? How are we on fire? How we are on fire is when God lives within us, when we allow God to fill our spirits, every part of us, by the power of his spirit. And that's when we will be on. We can't make us. I mean, we can make ourselves on fire about things. But if we want it to last, if we want it to keep going, it's the power of God that will stir that up. He will fan the flame. He will bring it to life in us. He will ignite it and he will help us to go forward with it. But if we think about our engagement with fire in, in the natural world, there's a few things. We have fire, of course, that causes disaster and that's a terrible thing. None of us want to really engage with that. We've had one family in our church that actually had their home burnt out completely on the inside. So that's a terrible thing that we have to engage with. But mostly, our engagement with fire these days is um, probably recreational. You know, we go out camping. Well, I don't, but some of you might. (laughs) 
but uh, you go out camping and uh, you might think it's wonderful to be able to light a fire and cook a meal. I couldn't think of anything worse, but... <laughs> That's a great way to engage with fire if you like it, okay? Or recently, um, Ian did something which I think is great. He bought a fire pit for our back deck. And um, in it, you can put some wood and, and then have a fire and sit by it at night and um, just be warmed and, and chat by the fire. And you could, you know, if you wanted to, you could cook marshmallows or something like that. That's a very nice recreational thing to do. You know, not that we'll do it very often, but it's lovely. <laughs> It is the thought of its grace. <laughs> and uh, so that sort of fire is warm and encouraging and, and, and friendly and, and all that sort of thing. So fire for us generally, oh, of course, when there's the um, blackout, we, we might get out, you know, if we've got our candles around. Candles have been a great gift, haven't they? They've been a bit of a thing that people have been doing because we love the look of a flame. And uh, so candles have been something that we give, we, you know, and if the blackout happens, we might light the candle. But mostly we're more prepared and we have battery torches and lamps and even generators these days. So our, our engagement with fire is quite different to what it was in ancient times. In ancient times, um, the only way that light was generated other than from the sun or moon was fire. That was the only way that they would get light in the nighttime. And so for them, fire was essential because it provided light and it provided warmth. And uh, what you would do is they would light a fire or, you, or they would have lamps with oil and they would burn the oil and that would be provide light for them. And so in the Bible, you hear a lot about light shining through fire and through burning lamps. And so that helps us to understand why God refers to the Holy Spirit as fire. Because people then would have understood the power and the necessity of fire. And, uh, and so, but also for us today, we can learn from it because it, you know, the, the, the aspects of fire teach us so much and that's how God can work. And so he comes to illuminate, to show us the way, to light up the way. Not only that, um, light can protect us. And we'll look at that this morning. It gives us confidence and assurance. And so God, the Holy Spirit came as fire to provide that for us. That's how God worked throughout history. So I thought this morning to help us understand the Holy Spirit's illuminating work as, as fire, that we would look to an Old Testament story. And I want us to look to Exodus chapter 13, verses 17 to 22, which is when the children of Israel who were, who were the children of God, that's another phrase for them, they had been slaves in Egypt and uh, they were under incredible um, pressure there. They were, it was a terrible situation they were in and they cried out to God and God rescued them from slavery. And uh, he set them free and then they, as they left Egypt... The, of course, then, the, the, at first Pharaoh said they could go, but then eventually he realised that that was his manpower for everything they were doing in Egypt. And so he thought, no, we have to send the army after them to follow them so that we can get them back. And so this story is set when they're on their way and, uh, and they've got the Egyptian army coming after them and we're going to see what happens at that time. So looking at verse 17 from chapter 13. When Pharaoh finally let the people go... God did not lead them along the main road that runs through Philistine territory. 
even though that was the shortest route to the promised land. Just let's stop there for a minute, just thinking about that. He didn't lead them through the, you know, the, the expected way, the shortest way. He, he led them in a different way. That's what God's like. When he's leading us in life, he doesn't necessarily lead us in the way that we would expect and certainly usually not in the shortest way. He takes us in a way that is best for us. We have to trust him in that. And that's what he did with the people. He's taking them in on this path and, and he says to them, if the people are faced with a battle, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led them in a roundabout way through the wilderness toward the Red Sea. Thus the Israelites left Egypt like an army ready for battle. Now to verse 20. The Israelites left Succoth and camped at Etham on the edge of the wilderness. The Lord went ahead of them. He guided them during the day with a pillar of cloud and he provided light at night with a pillar of fire. This allowed them to travel by day or by night. And the Lord did not remove the pillar of cloud or pillar of fire from its place in front of the people. This is not just a symbol. This is the presence of God himself. God is present with them as a pillar of fire. I want to look at three aspects of this. The first one is that he was a pillar of fire to give them light, to reveal the way to go. And so what he did was he went before them as this pillar of cloud in the day, pillar of fire at night to show them which way to go. So the light from the fire brings revelation. Imagine this. What a picture. What a, what a way to travel that you just get up in the morning and here before you is the cloud of, you know, and then at night the pillar of fire, and you know exactly, it starts to move, and so you just follow it. You know exactly where to go. And uh, when it's dark, not sure of the way ahead, the light's there to show the way. It sounds simple, doesn't it? It sounds easy. And, uh, but this is the fact is that this is what God wants to do. He actually wants to do that. He wants to show us the way. He wants to lovingly guide and lead us just as he did with the Israelites. He didn't leave them to figure it out on their own. He showed them the way. He went before them. He lit up the way for them. And as well as that, the fire would have provided warmth in the cold at night. So as well as being light, it would have provided warmth. Now, when I think about this as far as my life is concerned, you know, I mean, I want to obey God. I want to do what he wants me to do. I want to follow in his way. But sometimes I wonder what decision is it that I have to make? Well, from Exodus here, from this story, we know God is light, that he will show us the way. And you might think, well, actually, you know, it'd be easier if I actually there was a, a pillar of fire that would light it, then I knew exactly where I had to step. That would be easier. But, you know, God's gone a whole step further than providing us with a, a, a pillar of fire. We don't have these external signs, these external physical signs anymore. We actually have the Holy Spirit of God living inside of us. He is in us. You want to know how much God wants us to experience his will. He wants us to experience it so much that he came to live inside of us. When Jesus left, he said, I will give you the comforter, my Holy Spirit, who will dwell in you. He's the helper. 
He's going to live in you. So let me encourage you today. If you have chosen to follow Christ, you have the Spirit of God himself in you. You know when you sometimes think of something or you know you feel this prompting that you should do something and it's sort of like you know you think you often think oh that's just me thinking of it you know when you have the spirit of God in you he is trying to speak to you he is trying to show you the way listen learn to listen to his voice learn to hear what he's saying because I know very well what he's saying to me. And, you know, I can just think, oh, that's just me thinking it and so put it aside so I don't have to do it. But actually, it's the Spirit of God speaking to me. And I know his voice. And he speaks to me about practical things. You know, I've been... been, um, often will stay up at night when I'm doing work and because it's late, I will fall asleep on the lounge and uh, trying to work. And then I'll wake up again, get myself and sort of get back to the job and sort of go on. And by the time, you know, it come, it, the, the time passes next, before I know it, it's like one or two o'clock in the morning. And then I try to go to bed and I can't sleep. And, uh, you know, I'm lying there thank God, help me to sleep. And he's saying, well, if you just went to bed earlier, you would get a good sleep. And, you know, that's the spirit of God. He's speaking to me. He's telling me what I should do. I have, I've got to admit, I haven't been obedient. But last night when I couldn't sleep, I felt like God said, you have to listen to me. You know, I want you to be well. You're not going to be well if you don't sleep well. So you're going to have to be obedient if you want to be well. And so, you know, this, that's, God speaks to us on all levels. It's not just like these mammoth decisions of which way I should go, but it's those very little things that make our life all that he wants it to be. We have to be listening to the Spirit of God and then, of course, willing to obey. So I've told you now, so I, I'm going to be more accountable, okay, about this because I know that's what God wants. He's spoken to me really clearly last night. He's just set it out straight, So now I have to listen and I have to figure things out so that I can obey him. And so that's what he does to us. And we need to pray to him. We need to say, God, help me to walk in obedience to you, to your word. And as we do that, we trust you, Lord, that you will lead us, you will guide us, you will direct us. Just as you did for the children of Israel, you're going to do it for me because you love me. So thank you, Lord, for lighting the way before me, for warming me with your presence. But, you know, the power of light is not, and in this story we'll see this, was not just about revelation. It was also about protection. Now, if you think about that, um, when someone wants to do something wrong, they don't just come right out in the open and do it because they're going to be fearful of being found out. So mostly people, if they're going to do something wrong, they'll do something where it's hidden away, away from the exposure of the light, so that no one will know. Or they might, you know, if they're going to do it in the daytime, they'll cover themselves so they can't be seen. In other words, hidden away from the light. And so Jesus actually talks about this in John. He says, The light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light, because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. You see, light is a protection. 
Light protects us because in the darkness, that's where the evil operates. But when the light of God comes into our life, it protects us. It, it helps us. But what happens is the enemy doesn't want us to hear the light. He doesn't want us to see it. He doesn't want us to receive it so that we can keep you know, bound in the place where the evil operates. But in this day, in this story where we're talking about with the Israelites, God actually, the Holy Spirit as fire, protected the people. Look at verse chapter 14 now, verses 19 to 20. Then the angel of God, who had been travelling in front of Israel's army, withdrew and went behind them. The pillar of cloud also moved from in front and stood behind them, coming between the armies of Egypt and Israel. Throughout the night, the cloud brought darkness to the one side, this is the pillar of fire, and light to the other side. So neither went near the other all night long. So as I said, spiritually, light symbolises a place where darkness, can, sorry, where evil cannot operate and darkness symbolises a place where evil can be at work. So this is what the Holy Spirit did, what the Spirit of God did. He moved into a place where he protected the people of Israel so the light was on them, so they knew exactly what was going on, but the Israelites could not see because they were in darkness. So the Israelites, the children of God, were protected while they were crossing the Red Sea. The, the fire, the pillar of fire, separated them from the evil. And that's what the light of God will do in our lives. He will, it will protect us from the evil at work. And so what God did was he wanted to provide light and warmth for the people, so the pillar of fire provided that while protecting them from the evil that was coming to capture them and return them to savory. God does the same for us. The light from the fire of the Holy Spirit will expose evil. And it protects you from the evil so that it cannot reach you. You might be able to see it, but it cannot reach you. And while we're in the day, in the light, the Holy Spirit brings us peace through his presence, through his light. And then at night, his, the warmth of the fire, the light from the fire, gives us assurance and confidence it gives us protection um, so that the evil cannot destroy us. And so it's really important that, that I'll come to this in a minute, how the word of God helps us in this. But keeping with the story just for another moment, the third thing that, that the, the, the pillar of fire was that it was the very presence of God himself, which gave the people assurance. It gave them confidence. They knew that they were safe because God was with them. And this is the same for us today. They could go forward confidently because they had the light to show them the way. They had the protection and they had God himself with them. And so they knew they could be confident. They could be assured. And, and God stayed with them in this way throughout their whole journey. In Exodus chapter 40, verse 38, it says, The cloud of the Lord hovered over the tabernacle during the day, and at night fire glowed inside the cloud so the whole family of Israel could see it. This continued throughout all their journeys. God had been with them through this journey, and he showed he was always with them as a pillar of cloud, a pillar of fire. And then even at the tabernacle, his presence was demonstrated in this way because they understood. They, 
they had come to understand who God is and how he revealed himself to them. Now, just as God was with the Israelites, God is with us. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5, he says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. That's a promise. Never. I will never, not once, not for one moment will he leave us. Not for one moment will he forsake us. Whether it's good times or bad times, happy times or sad times, in victory or defeat, the Lord is always with us. He will never abandon us. So this promise of his presence should give us confidence, shouldn't it? It should give us assurance because we can walk knowing that God is with us. He will never, never. It's a big word, isn't it? He will never leave us. His light is there to show us the way. His light is there to protect us. His light is there to be with us every moment of every day. And so in concluding, I want us to think about this. We don't have the pillar of fire by night generally um, or the cloud by day. We have the Holy Spirit living within us. And how he works generally, he does speak to us in in our hearts, in our minds. But mostly he speaks to us through the word of God. His job is to illuminate the word of God. That means to light up, to reveal to show. And God is there to lead us through the word of God. So when we're not keeping in touch with what God is saying through the word, we're really cutting out a whole way that God can speak to us. And actually, we get to know his voice best. We'll get to know his voice best through reading the word of God and letting the Holy Spirit illuminate it, light it up to us, reveal truth to us through it. And so I want to say to you, go to the word of God and hear him speak to you. He wants to. His his desire is for you to know his will more than it is for you to know it, for you to want to know it. And so let's hear what he has to say to us. He will. He says that his word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. I think about, when I think about a lamp to my feet, I sort of look and it makes me think about helping me to understand where I currently am, right now, where I'm standing, a lamp to my feet. I sort of think that's sort of where I am now. He will help me to understand that. I guess it's like, think about the uh, GPS You know, if they're going to give you a direction, if the GPS is going to give you a direction, it needs to know where you currently are so it can give you a direction to where you have to go. Is that right? Well, God's positioning system, his GPS, is his word, which helps us to understand where we currently are. It may be that we have things in our life that he wants us to deal with so that he can show us the way to go forward. It may be things that he wants to release us from so that we can go forward. But his word is a lamp to our feet. Where we are standing, he will show us where we are so that he can take us forward. And then he says it's a light to our way. 
In other words, he's going to show us exactly where we should go, what steps we could take. It may not be the most direct route. It may be this way because on this way we need to do something that helps us to be prepared for what lies ahead. We don't know what lies ahead, but he does. He loves us. He knows what's best for us. And we need to trust him and take a step as he lights the way. Usually he doesn't light it up like with high beam and show us the, the full end. Mostly he, he guides us step by step. And it's through his word we listen to him. And he says, this is the way. This is the way. Walk in it. He will use the word of God to convict us. You know when you feel that conviction in your heart? That's the Holy Spirit helping you so that you won't walk in the wrong way. Listen to it. Because as you listen to it, you're going to receive more of what he has for you. You'll live life to the full as he wants. But we miss it out when we don't listen to the conviction and we we just go on anyway. We lose sleep. And we don't feel fit ready for what God has for us. But listen to the conviction. Listen to the warnings that he has for us. He warns us because he he knows the way and he doesn't want us to fall or to, to falter. And so he lights it so that we can see any problems, but there are warnings along the way. Listen to what he's, how he's warning us. Watch. Keep your eyes open to what he's showing us so that we are ready to not stumble or fall. He's such a God who loves us so much. And I want you to help understand this verse by looking at a quote from a very old preacher called Charles Spurgeon. I want to, I want, you know, I was going to reword it and then I thought, no, actually, we just need to hear how he said it because he said it so well. And, uh, and as we come to a conclusion this morning, have a look at how he explained this. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. We are walkers through the city of this world and we are often called to go out into its darkness. Let us never venture there without the light-giving word, lest we slip with our feet. Each man should use the word of God personally, practically and habitually that he may see his way and see what lies in it. When the darkness settles down upon all around me, the word of the Lord, like a flaming torch reveals my way. That's what we want, isn't it? That's what we want. We want the fire of the Holy Spirit to light up in us, to light the way for us, to help us to know his purposes and his plans so that we can fulfill them, so that we can walk confidently and assuredly through this world, so that we can be protected and we can do exactly what he has because that's the best. That's the best for us. And so let's, let's listen to that and let's allow God's flaming torch to lead the way for us as we allow the Holy Spirit to burn within us, to, to, to be ignited within us afresh. When we put out the fire, you know what it's like when you have a fire and it's been put out, it looks, looks horrible and it's cold and empty. That's what it's like when we don't allow the fire of the Holy Spirit to work in us. But when it does, we have warmth and we have light and we have protection and we have confidence to walk in what he has for us. Do you want that? Do you want that for your life? That's what I want. I want God to be able to show me the way and to walk confidently. And as I seek from him the word of God, through the word of God, I will have everything, everything that I need. The other thing, you know, um, if the band could come, I just need to say that when the fire of the Holy Spirit burns within us, 
That's the way he brings light to a dark world. We live in a pretty dark world. You only have to turn on the news and hear the darkness of the world in which we live. But it's the light of the Holy Spirit within us that brings light into a dark world. And so we have a responsibility to allow him to be a light in us, to be a flame in us, so that we can help others to see the hope, to see the light, to see the way for for them. Let's pray. God, we thank you for teaching us through history, through your word, through your presence. I just pray, God, this morning that we can have hearts that are open to you and that we will listen to what you are saying. We'll respond to you this morning, God. Forgive us for all those times when we think we know best, when we just step out and, and we haven't looked at the way you want us to go and we stumble and fall and mess things up. We thank you, God, that your mercy triumphs over judgment that you come to us with kindness. You draw us to repentance through your kindness. You love us so completely. And all you want for us is the best. Help us to respond to your voice speaking to us this morning, that we would walk in the way that you have for us we would know your heart, God, for us. That we would not allow the lies of the enemy to hold us back. But we would step into the light of your presence that brings us hope, that brings us assurance, that brings us forgiveness, that brings us the way forward for eternity. I thank you, Lord, for that. May each of us know that truth in our hearts today. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.